You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. As we get ready for week 12 of the 2019 NFL season, the Buffalo Bills sitting at 7-3 and three, and currently a four-point favorite heading into Sunday's matchup back at home at New Era Field to take on the Denver Broncos. Not going to talk too much about that matchup today. We've got other great shows, which will preview the game for you, whether you're checking in with Believe, the Nick and Nolan Show, and other podcasts that we have here at buffalorumblings.com. But really today, I want to talk to you a little bit about free agency. And I put this out on Twitter to kind of get an idea for some different topics. My good buddy Jeff Yule came back looking for some cap prognosis. That obviously want to get to as we talk about some free agency today. And Bruce Nolan, you guys know him, at Bruce Exclusive from the Nick and Nolan Show, saying a lot of buzz on the Twitter machine about prospects of re-signing Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson, potential cost, cost, opportunity cost. What are your thoughts? So really, as we go into it, I realize it's a little bit early to start talking about free agency, right? From that standpoint, we still have plenty of time left in the 2019 season and a, a hopeful playoff run for the Buffalo Bills. But with that being said, it's always fun to talk about free agency. I think for the Buffalo Bills, especially as we find the roster where it is right now, some great talent on the roster, some young talent that will need to be extended at some point, but plenty of cap space to work with as well. Some notable free agents, we'll talk about each of those. And then really at the end, we'll throw out a couple of names that are popular names. Most of them came across up in conversation as we talked about the trade deadline right earlier this season and guys that might be on the final year of their deals that could be moved. And as always, you know, we want to get your feedback and perspective on this as well, whether you hit me up on Twitter at Ant Marino or of course at buffalorumblings.com in the comments section here also. So as we go through with it, I really see that there are, by my estimation, there's six notable free agents for the Buffalo Bills that will hit free agency in 2019, and the team will probably have to make a decision if it's someone that they would look to re-sign before the new year, new league year starts in March, and those guys hit the open market. Um, first up on the list for me that I'll start with is Frank Gore. Frank Gore signed a one-year contract with the Bills. Y'all remember early on in the free agency period, a one-year contract at $2 million dollars. Over the last three games, Gore has had 27 carries for 54 yards. Got off to a decent start in this year, has definitely been struggling in these last three games. We've seen the emergence more of Devin Singletary. We've seen Gore have some of his struggles going up against these stacked boxes and, and really in, in different sets where it seems almost as if he's in the game the opposing defense understands what the Bills are going to try and do, and again, stacking the box in front of him. So with that said, right, you look at someone like Frank Gore on the one-year $2 million contract, I kind of take a look at it at this point 
And this might be his one and only year with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if he will call it a career, if it's something that he will move on after this. But I think for the Bills, even having someone like TJ Yeldon under contract for the 2020 season, um, he's flashed some potential. And I think for many fans um, are curious to see if we'll even see him on the field over these final six games of this season, right, is somebody that has a minor cap hit could be a decent complement to someone like Devin Singletary. So for Frank Gore, I take a look at him. This is probably his one season in Buffalo, albeit his leadership, his presence in the locker room, all of those pieces cannot be denied. It would relatively be probably a low dollar figure similar to this year's contract, one year at $2 million. If the Bills did bring him back, obviously that wouldn't have any huge cap ramifications. Uh, One thing I should add to all the information that I've got here at this time comes from SpotTrack, right? So head over to SpotTrack.com. That's S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com. They've got great information, not just on the Buffalo Bills, but free agency, really everybody in the league. I think it's one of those pieces you you know use as a great resource. I know others use over the cap. I prefer to use SpotTrack. I think they do a great job and I always enjoy visiting their site. The estimated cap space they have for the Bills heading into 2020 is just over $90 million. So keep that in mind. That does not include what it would take to sign the rookie class for the Bills. But as we talk about these contracts, I don't want you yelling into your phone or to your radio that I'm crazy or I don't know where I'm talking about or where is this money going to come from. At this time, the Bills have $90 million estimated in available free agent space. And that does not include the possibility of them cutting anyone, which we'll talk about in a little bit, or re-signing anyone at this time. But when we throw these numbers out there, don't start screaming at me, okay? It's just a conversation. We got plenty of time until free agency starts, but with $90 million available, it's going to be interesting to see what the bills do when it comes to re-signing some of the guys that are on the roster right now. Maybe some of those contract extensions that we'll talk about on a future podcast and some of the big names that might be available in free agency. Um, Another name that really comes up for Bills fans, and right now I think it's too early to tell what the team would do as it relates to him, is cornerback Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, you remember, he was the first round draft pick of the Houston Texans. Um, They picked up his fifth year option and then ended up cutting him before that fifth year. He hit free agency, signed with the Bills, a one-year $2.7 million contract. And where I say it's really too early to tell at this point is because right now Kevin Johnson has started, I'll say, to emerge as maybe taking over Levi Wallace's spot at cornerback opposite of Tredavious White. And it's very early, right? We can look to the game against the Dolphins. Johnson played very well. It was about a 50-50 split. With the snap count, actually Johnson got a a couple more uh, snaps compared to Levi Wallace. But from that standpoint, as you look at it, right, and we know cornerbacks, a valued position in the NFL, no question there as we look at these pieces. But for me to really look at it and say, what could I estimate his contract to look like? Is he someone that the Bills would want to re-sign? I can't really take that in comparison, right? When you're talking about one half of football, for lack of a better term, and the work that he had done. So Kevin Johnson is one to keep an eye on. I know the hot names in conversation, of course, we'll get to in a little bit. When you talk about Jordan Phillips, you talk about Shaq Lawson, and really to an extent with Quentin Spain, right? So all of those pieces, as it comes into it, it's way too early to talk about anything 
as it relates to Kevin Johnson. So that's one to keep an eye on. I'm curious to see what the snap count will look like, how much time he gets on the field against the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Going to be another good matchup for the Bills. Will he continue to to take more snaps away from someone like Levi Wallace? It's too early to tell right now, but before we go into anything and saying, oh, what he would be valued at, what this could look at, I think we need to see a little bit more time from him on the field before we can make any sort of estimation with a player like Kevin Johnson. And again, more of his question, and I think maybe it was Sal Capaccio said it earlier in the week, it hasn't been his ability. It's been more of his availability, right? So you go through those things. Kevin Johnson on my list, I'm putting a little bit of an asterisk to uh, against his name, and we can see what that looks like moving forward. Um, next up on the list is Lorenzo Alexander. And I think it's very interesting with Zoe because he is beloved by his teammates. He's beloved by the coaching staff and really by everyone that's a part of the Bills Mafia. And, you know, here's a player that continues to defy um, father time right at the linebacker position for the Bills. He can line up as a defensive end. Heck, we've even seen him line up at defensive tackle at times. And here is someone right coming into this season, signed a one-year contract, just over $3 million. It's his 13th season in the NFL. Again, 36 years old. He'll turn 37 in May. And I think it is one of those that if Shaq or if Ranzo Alexander wants to be back in Buffalo next year, I would 100% be on board with the team signing him to another one-year contract, right? We saw them do this with Kyle Williams as he was going down the stretch till he got to the point where he was deciding that he did not want to play in the NFL any longer. Um, as we look at it this season, right, I think for someone like Lorenzo Alexander, I'd love to see him back in Buffalo, continuing to work with guys like Tremaine Edmonds, working with guys like Matt Milano, truly being that presence in the locker room. But putting all that aside, it, it's not, he's more than just a locker room presence, right? Here's a guy who is delivering week in and week out. So from that standpoint, we realize, right, it's not that the the snap counts are not incredibly high for him, right? Tremaine and Milano, those are the two guys that are playing close to 100% of the snaps. Alexander coming in and out based on different settings. Again, potentially rushing the passer as a defensive end or defensive tackle in certain situations. But he's more than just a pass rusher, right? He's a, a sure-handed tackler, a great contributor on special teams, eight passes defense this year, one forced fumble. Um, I am a, a huge fan of Lorenzo Alexander, and as long as he keeps continuing to play at the level that he has been, I would love to see the Bills re-sign him next season to come back uh, again for as long as he would like to be in a Buffalo Bills uniform. I've got a few more names to talk with you about. Why don't I take a quick break right now? I'll be right back with you after this. We're going to talk Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, Quentin Spain, and then some of those other names that might be out there that have caught the eyes of Bills fans that'll be available in 2020. Hang tight. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, back with you. Thanks for hanging with us after the break, talking more free agency heading into 2020. Next name up on the list for the Buffalo Bills, Quentin Spain. And y'all remember the Buffalo Bills had the big overhaul with free agency of the offensive line back in 2019, right? Not that long ago. Quentin Spain, one of the guys that was added to the roster, um, maybe a little bit of an afterthought at the time, right? The Bills had signed Mitch Morse, John Feliciano, Spencer Long, and you know those guys were all signed to multi-year deals where truly for Spain, he was signed to a one-year deal just over $2 million. Basically started about 64 games for the Tennessee Titans. And here he comes to the Bills a, a few weeks after free agency had, had already kind of run its course, right? You talk about that second wave of free agency in many ways. And here comes Quentin Spain. And with the start of you know training camp, Spain was locked in as the starter at left guard pretty much from day one. And it's interesting, right? Because here's a guy, you look at his contract compared to that of Spencer Long. Spencer Long basically at three years, so just over $4 million per year. And I realize, right, we talk about guaranteed money and all of these different pieces. So you try not to just look at the big flashy number. And really, as you talk about value and what this is, you need to look at the specifics. But when you use the word value and Quentin Spain starting at $2 million per year on basically a one-year prove-it deal with the Buffalo Bills, um, that's a pretty interesting signing for the team, and there's been great production. Got off to a little bit of a slow start this season. As this offensive line is settled in, we've seen much better play from Spain over the past few weeks. And you know, so now you take a look at it and you're thinking to yourself, okay, it's a starter. You've got a cohesive unit. The real question is, do you make that investment in Spain moving forward? It's hard for me to gauge, right, the contracts that offensive linemen will get the the best comparison I could probably make for someone like Spain. Now he was undrafted coming out of college, right out of West Virginia. So with that, I think depending on how you came into the NFL, set some of those parameters for maybe what the contract you may get could look like. But I will use a, a familiar name for Buffalo Bills fans and the contract that John Miller received this offseason from the Cincinnati Bengals. Three years, $16.5 million, $4 million signing bonus, average of $5.5 million per year, guaranteed at signing of $6.5 million. And I use this as a baseline, right? Because I think you can look at someone like Spain and say, okay, right now, he is a very reliable starter at left guard. He is not a, a franchise lineman, right? As you look at certain pieces and you think to yourself of some of the big names out there, you know, he's not a Quentin Nelson, right? That's coming out. No one is saying that he, that he is, but he clearly has played above a one-year $2 million contract. And I think as you look at some certain things, again, you talk about some of those top names that are out there and what they get. Surely Spain is not at a level of you know, let's say a Brandon Brooks with uh, Philadelphia Eagles or Zach Martin, probably the best known name as you talk about him with the the Dallas Cowboys, but really more along the lines of someone that will earn an extension, 
probably three to four years. And I think along the lines, right, of what we were just talking about from that standpoint with a John Miller. John Miller right now, top 25 in salaries for offensive guards in the league. And I think you could look at someone like Spain and say, you know what, you can justify paying him in that five and a half to maybe six, six and a half million dollar range to be one of the top 25 paid guards in the NFL. I think his time with the Tennessee Titans, um, at least as a reliable starter, and now what he's done in Buffalo, that this team, when you look at the investment that they have made along the offensive line, right, how you had four brand new pieces, four out of five brand new pieces this year, and you talk about having some continuity, I think the Bills will put a value on that with Quentin Spain. As I talked about before, you've got over $90 million in cap space. This is a known commodity. You can lock him up before free agency starts and plug him in as your left guard right next to Deion Dawkins and not disrupt that side of your line. Really, you don't have to disrupt any part of your line, to be quite honest. And if you can do that at a relatively modest cap hit for a starter at offensive guard, I think it's completely worth it. I think for what the Bills have done, the investment they've made in the offensive line, they've shown that they value this. To have a slight upgrade for someone like Quentin Spain, you know, again, I'm, and I don't want to say a, a slight upgrade, right? If you're talking about from $2 million a year to five and a half or $6 million a year over four years with some decent guarantees in there, don't get me wrong, right? That is a big, a big jump. But when you look at someone that will have started, Every game in the first five seasons of his NFL career in Quentin, Spain, that's someone I want back on my team for 2020 to help, again, on that left side next to Deion Dawkins, next to Mitch Morris, and of course, protecting Josh Allen, how key that is. So that's one that I certainly look to be back in Buffalo next season. The next two, not so easy, man. Let's start with Jordan Phillips. And I think Phillips is an easy, not an easy one. Um, Makes sense to go to next. If you heard the Nick and Nolan show earlier this week, they spent a good amount of time talking about Phillips, the type of contract that he could demand in free agency. He's got seven sacks already, currently playing out a one-year, $4.5 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. By all accounts, right, has been an integral piece of the Bills' defensive line this year, um, rotating with Ed Oliver, swapping in for Star Latulale, all of these different pieces that you look with it. And I'm not going to break down everything on the salary of some of those top defensive linemen in the league. Nick and Nolan did a great job with that on their podcast this week. I encourage you to hear more of an in-depth talk with that to check out what they had to say. The problem is with Jordan Phillips is he continues to play well. And let's say he gets over 10 sacks this year, right? There's He's got seven already. There's six games left. It's a safe enough bet, right, to say that he gets to to 10 sacks. Penetration up the middle at defensive tackle, something that teams will have a great value on. If I personally were Jordan Phillips and I am looking to cash in based on this performance, right, and you think how he got to the Bills after being waived by the Dolphins, the Bills place a waiver claim. Phillips has been performing at a great level in that time. I'll say a great level on the pass rush. I know there's been some questions against the run and we don't have time to get into all of that today. But from that standpoint, if I was Jordan Phillips, I would want to hit the open market and see how much money I could get. You look at the contracts that are going out to defensive linemen across the NFL, right? And guys that have one good year, and then all of a sudden they come out. Now, listen, 
Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that I want Jordan Phillips to leave the Buffalo Bills. Far from that, right? has been a, a great addition to this team. But when you look at the contracts that are out there, right, the average year for guys, Aaron Donald, $22.5 million, Demarcus Lawrence at 21, Frank Clark at 21, Trey Flowers, $18 million, D. Ford getting over $17 million, Fletcher Cox over $17 million. These are some big, big numbers. And I think from a Bills standpoint, and you take a look at a couple of things, and, and I can hear you complaining already, but when you look at how much you have invested in Star Latulale, you invest the number nine pick in Ed Oliver. Two years ago, you invest a third round pick in Harrison Phillips. With these pieces, are you really going to be able to justify spending, let's say, anywhere between 13 and $16 million to sign Jordan Phillips to be your defensive tackle? I just don't see it, right? It would be one thing maybe if it was like, listen, this guy for three years has delivered at a level. Think of you know someone like Jerry Hughes, right, who went from being a first-round bust to resurrecting his career in Buffalo, delivered for a couple of years, and you want to reward him with a new contract. That I could understand. I would love to see Jordan Phillips back, but I think when you start to talk, you know, again, getting somewhere north of 13, 14, 15 million dollars per year for that type of a contract, you have to think to yourself just a little bit at what point can you justify that? And I think it was Greg Thompson from Cover One made a great point the other day. It's not that you sign Jordan Phillips to that contract. You go find the next Jordan Phillips to bring in that you can develop and that you can grow. Now that's a lot easier said than done. But from that standpoint, um, I think I have to agree that that is not something that the Buffalo Bills, albeit they have the cap space, it's out there. I get it, right? You you got to give the money to someone, but based on on the the play, right? His history in the NFL with this, if I was Jordan Phillips, I would test free agency. And I, if I had to guess, right? If I were a betting man, come March, I would guess that he's going to be signing for big money with another team in the NFL. Final one up is Shaq Lawson. And it's really been interesting with Lawson, right? I think throughout his career with the Buffalo Bills, um, drafted by the Rex Ryan regime, coming out of Clemson, very predictable there, questions about the shoulder and his injury, just having trouble getting on the field early on, right? And you go through all of that and you start to think to yourself, man, this guy is a first round bust. And sure, right? You think about a first round pick, the Bills not investing the, uh, you know, the fifth year option, I guess you could say to extend his rookie contract, you know, right now, Shaq Lawson playing out that fourth year and you go through things and you think to yourself, okay, is this someone that you want to re-sign in Buffalo? The, the short answer I'm going to go with, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes, because I think Shaq is still on a bit of a trajectory that we have seen better football from him, right? Over the last two seasons than we did in his first two seasons. You would have liked to have seen him come out to a hotter start. You would have liked to have seen him play better early on in his career. You would have liked to have seen some greater sack numbers. But what do we see, right? You you see him knocking down passes at the line. You see him getting some sacks here and there. Three sacks so far this year. Again, not a huge number, but considering the fact that he's in a rotation with Trent Murphy and many games playing less snacks, snaps than <laughs> Trent Murphy, it's one of those where I think you look at someone like Shaq, 
a similar type of contract to what Trent Murphy signed with the Bills, somewhere in the neighborhood of $7 million per year, I think can provide a little bit of a value for the Bills. And I say this, right? Think of a three-year contract for Shaq Lawson. In 2020, the 2020 season, Trent Murphy will be in the final year of his deal. If the Bills decide to to walk away from that contract, it'll be just under $2 million in dead cap in 2020. So certainly a move that the Bills could make. Me personally, keep Trent Murphy. He's good in your locker room. He's a good rotational piece. He brings um, a veteran presence. Uh, Again, I, I don't look at him as your your starter per se, and I would hope that the Bills would potentially look to make an addition in the draft of a young pass rusher, as you know, especially guys like Murphy and Hughes are not getting any younger. But I think solidifying again, Shaq Lawson is part of that defensive end rotation, still only twenty five years old, right? To see him getting starter snaps, and it's something I hope we see happen over these last six games because. As I do watch him and his play, I just uh, I'm encouraged by what Shaq Lawson can do on the field um, as a pass rusher, setting the edge against the defense, and always having active hands, looking to knock down passes throughout the year. For me, I'd like to see Shaq Lawson back. So if I were, uh, you know, kind of going through all of these guys, Lorenzo Alexander coming back on another one-year deal. Quentin Spain getting something probably in the neighborhood of three to four years at an average of five and a half to six and a half million dollars per year. Frank Gore, this might just be a one and done with the Buffalo Bills as they might like to get younger at the position. Kevin Johnson, definitely too hard to tell um, early on, although someone that I think myself and all Bills fans will be keeping a close eye on him over these final six weeks of the season. And Jordan Phillips, Love him. Bill's Mafia loves him. I think from this perspective, though, if he was a smart man, he would test those free agent waters. Who knows? Maybe the market isn't as lucrative as as I tend to think it might be right now, and he could end up back with the Bills. But I think he's going to command big money, at least $15 million a year, and we will probably see him parting ways with the Bills. And again, that defensive tackle position being something that they may have to address during free agency, during the draft. I mean, there's so much speculation with it. It is so early, but I love free agency. I love to talk about it. I think it's something uh, always exciting to take a look at. And for me this season, right, the Bills, again, over $90 million in cap space heading into the 2020 season. As excited as we are with what the team can be right now and our hopes that they get to the playoffs, they are going to be even better next year. I feel confident saying that because they can make some additional splashes in free agency. They've got, of course, more draft picks, and they've got young talent that continues to develop, right? Some of the names that are out there in free agency that we'll get to in you know more depth, I guess, in future podcasts, you know, we'll talk about AJ Green as a receiving target, Amari Cooper, Robbie Anderson, Melvin Gordon, right? There was always the potential that he might get traded to the Bills or at least speculation around it. That's one that we'll take a look at. And of course, pass rushers like Yannick Ngaku. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I butcher it pretty much every time from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you all know I've got the man crush on Jadavion Clowney. I wanted the Bills to trade for him before this season. It didn't happen, but if he does hit free agency and parts ways with the Seattle Seahawks, somebody that the Bills may look to take a look at. So listen, I've been going on long enough. Let's wrap up this edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you get all the great shows from buffalorumblings.com. 
Make sure you check out all of our podcasts, especially the preview podcast coming up to Sunday's matchup against the Denver Broncos. And of course, Circling the Wagons will take care of you with the postgame show on Sunday evening. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Anthony Marino. And as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.